0: and it's apparently a somewhat more common um can you hear my cat screaming
1: yeah a little (laughs) bit
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite book book club podcast, That Pretentious Book Club, where none of us know how to speak. Hello,
1: we're, yeah, God, I, (laughs) (laughs) welcome to the book club podcast where we're just doing our best. Proving the point, we don't know how to do anything. Great.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's also weird. We're recording in the morning on a Saturday, so it's not like Mm -hmm. the typical it's not like no. our usual evening recording session. We're still just getting into the flow of the day.
1: Right. I feel like every time we do it on like Saturday morning, it's always a weird episode. It mm-hmm. is weird. Right. So yeah. I'm <laughs> so, so I apologize up. in advance, you guys. Yeah.
0: Buckle up. <laughs> it's gonna be good. Um but anyways, to jump right in, spoons, do you wanna tell me how your week has been? My week
1: has been alright. Um My week has been alright. My week has been alright. <laughs> Uh, I try to think of anything to report. Um, I saw a movie yesterday. I um, also have been writing a ton. Yes, I, I love it. Have quite a lot going on writing wise. So that's been my f- main focus. Um, I mean, besides like going to work and school and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. They put the walls up in my parents' new house, so I got a video Ooh, of that. That's so I'm exciting! Really excited. I looked really cute yesterday. I was wearing this romper that I love, and I had a little bandana on—not this one, but a different one.
0: I have to say, and you look really
1: cute today with your checkered shirt
0: and bandana. Very, oh. very cottage—not even, not quite cottage core, like farm girl. Like farm I'm core? Just out on the farm. Yeah. yeah. Farm core.
1: Very cute. <laughs> so yeah, that was great. I love it when you like are like, wait a minute. I look amazing, you know? That is nice. so nice. It's been a hot minute since I've felt that way when I look in the (laughs) mirror. I've been uh, running
0: myself kind of ragged lately, so. No. uh, Javi told me that I woke up looking like a 10, and then we went outside and worked on the chicken run for like two and a half hours in the morning, and I was all sweaty and gross. And he goes, what did he say? I said something like I was teasing him and said like, wow, so sexy, like when you glisten, you know, like with sweat or whatever. And I was saying, and my mom was helping too, and I was like, it's funny in movies because like, you know, there'll be like some guy who's like working out or whatever and he's all sweaty and the girl's (laughs) like, oh my God, so sexy. And we do not have that same reaction to women who are like sweaty while they're working out. True. And um, he said, it's because you start out at like a 10, like you were this morning. And now, I don't know, but it's not a 10. (laughs) And I was like, wow. Rude bitch. (laughs) I mean, it's accurate. (laughs) Like what you see here is a strong improvement from what I look like outside <laughs> also I'm doing this thing where my face turns bright red now for some reason like oh, I guess great. I hit like I hit age 25 and my body was like now when you work out the whole world is gonna know mm-hmm. for like at least an hour afterwards that you worked out and that you are out of shape enough that your face turns just bright red and splotchy
1: that's me my face is literally tomato sometimes after I do any like thing where I get really hot it's just yeah. insane it's yeah, it's very bad. Exactly.
0: It didn't used to happen to me like this. And now it's like pretty instant. So I I get it. <laughs> I, I get why it's not as sexy. And I look at Javi and I'm like, this is infuriating. And then also, like, I was like digging a trench around the outside of what's going to be the chicken run, currently the orchard. And it's like taking all of my effort. Right. And I'm going to and I'm thinking I'm going pretty fast. And then he's like, "Oh, here, you take a break, babe. I'll do this part." And he just like zooms through, like he finished digging the trench around all of the orchard.
1: Oh, that's so annoying! It's very annoying. And then my mom and I were like, "Fine."
0: I know, me too. And it's like that thing where like he's a man, and so he just has more physical strength than me, and it makes me so angry because mom and I struggled. We were like, "That's fine. You know what? We'll put the wire in the ground and we'll staple it to the bottom board of the fence." oh my god we got like maybe five feet done and the time that he finished digging the trench came over and then he did like just zoomed through and like finished like the whole back like stapling the wire in and i was just like because i even the staple gun is like Oh, like I have to use both hands and all of my weight to push the thing. Well, he's a lot
1: bigger than you.
0: He's a lot bigger than me. And he's his hand strength is just you've seen. He's got big like gorilla hands, like baseball mitt hands. So it's just like (laughs) nothing for him to like pop, pop, pop the staple gun. And so it's very, very easy for him comparatively. So it made me mad because I was like. We could do the same amount of work like that you can see, but I've put in so much more effort and no one will ever know. Uh, So you're really the one who's doing more, honestly, even if (laughs) it feels like it's just like it's just such an insult to me that I'm like, why are my hands not that strong?
1: (laughs) Which my hands are big.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm sorry I interrupted you, but.
1: Oh, uh, I don't think so. I didn't have anything else to say. (laughs) Yeah. Well,
0: I'm sorry. My mom just texted me and said, Hobby is trying slash failing to make a makeshift bulldozer with a pallet and mower.
1: Oh, my God.
0: LOL. Yep. That's the man's way. She says, I think it's taking longer than if he had just helped me do it with the shovels. But he's
1: trying he's to
0: <laughs> be doing it the man's way. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I don't know. It's so funny. Sometimes, like, he has really good ideas that make a process much more efficient. And then sometimes it's like, I feel like just doing it like the old fashioned
1: way would have just (laughs) been faster. That's the thing. Sometimes it's like, do I want to be smart about it or do I just want to get it done? You know, so that's why I'm always very in awe of people who invent things because I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's so much effort to invent something, you know, even if the end result is better. I'm like, what's the thing? I'm
0: like, it's a good idea, but you trying to like perfect your invention to the point where it actually is workable is going to take longer than it would have taken to just finish this project. And now if we ever have to do this again, your invention would be very useful. But I don't envision us having to do this again. So. <laughs> yeah. That's true. God. But anyways, the chickens will be, they will be well cared for and they will probably not get eaten as much. So that's, that's good news. I feel like
1: we don't have a lot to say this episode.
0: No, I just, my life, my life and my focus are on chores. Like I was like, okay guys, I got to run inside and I'm going to record. And then after that, I'm going to finish putting the grout down in our shower. So that we can have our shower back by next weekend.
1: Yeah, you've got a lot going on over there.
0: I know, and then Hobby's birthday parties next weekend, which you're coming out for, and it's gonna be fun.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be great. So we're also all
0: trying to like get the property in shape so it doesn't look so garbagey.
1: (laughs) Garbagey. I'm sure it looks fine. Um, I'm going to a birthday party today too. After this.
0: See, this is what I'm saying. You are just, people really want you at their parties. <laughs> you're in high demand. You are in high demand oh, when festivities come around.
1: God, everyone's clamoring. We it have is, to have well, Kendall. Like,
0: honestly, October through December, actually through like January 1st, it's very hard to schedule time with you because you have like parties, <laughs> like multiple parties a week. It is just like wild to me. Like you're such, oh. you're so, totally part of the society set because like you're this always so- in demand. <laughs> <laughs> you're always at one function or, or another, and I'm like, I can't even fathom what that's like, God. but it's adorable. <laughs> so I just know, like, I just know, like, October through January, I'm like, so Kendall is going to be busy because she's going to be at a bunch of parties.
1: I can't even think of what else I've got going on, but I'm sure you're right. I do get, I overbook myself a lot. I'll yeah. be like, oh, that'll be great, and then I don't have a free weekend forever and ever. <gasps> is that yeah. a back
0: Yes, this is my Halloween cup. I don't care oh. if it's too early. You guys can all be quiet. My friend Mel made it for me. Melrose Designs, I'll say it again. And it says, buckle up, buttercup. You just flipped my witch switch. <laughs> which Cute. makes me really happy. And it, it changes color from orange to yellow when it's hot. Cute. Yeah, which is actually burning my hands in multiple places because I have blisters all over my hands from oh, trying to power through and get the chicken run done. Oh, so. No. I got a blister and I was like, what if I just keep working the next day on the same blister? And now it's like like, mega blister. So.
1: Mega blister.
0: Now it's It's mega blister. (laughs) It's cute. It's cute. So it's cute. (laughs) The other day Javi was like, your hands are like really rough. And I was like, Yeah. I from know doing physical because I'm
1: cures.
0: from doing physical labor. I'm a, I've got a laborer's hands, is what I told you. Yeah, him.
1: <laughs> seriously.
0: I mean, it is annoying though. It's so like God laughing at me a little bit because I used to be like weirdly vain about my hands. I was just like, I have mm. beautiful hands, and then like like a couple weeks after having that thought, I like got a big scar across one knuckle. And now I've got laborers hands and they're all like calloused (laughs) and like really dry on like the sides of my fingers. And like when I get like to the point where like they're all cracked and when I get dirt in my hands, the dirt stays in the cracks of my fingers.
1: Oh, my God. Because they're so like split. (laughs) Sounds like a lesson Anne Shirley would have to learn or something like, Ugh, I was always so vain about my hands. My one beauty. My one, my great beauty. It's true. just kidding. It's, it's not that that's your though. only beauty. I'm just kidding. I know, hands. but I have,
0: you know, however I felt about the rest of myself at any point in my life, I've always thought I had nice hands. And so, of course, my one vanity
1: is taken well, from me. Did I ever tell you one time I was hanging out with Emily, this was like years ago, but she was like, what would you say your best traits are? and i was like "Hmm,
0: probably my my lips and my
1: butt (laughs) (laughs) and she was like i meant like personality traits
0: (laughs) we had a similar conversation when we were talking about a a guy and we we were saying something about you know i just you know hope i'm not building him up to be too perfect in my head or something like i just need to remember he probably has you know flossed and i think i said something like yeah you just remember, you know like you know he has flaws too you know and i was talking like character flaws and you were like yeah like it was something like yeah like one of his toes is like really weird and i was like <laughs> <laughs> what i meant like personality wise
1: oh god i vaguely remember that i thought it was the funniest thing <laughs> yeah you're right ash <laughs> god i'm so annoying
0: <laughs> no, I thought it was, like, one of the most hysterical moments of my life. The fact that I can recall it with my bad memory proves <laughs> I was just like, this is that must That yeah, so must funny. have made
1: an impact on you. It was really good,
0: yeah. <laughs> well, do you want to talk about Anyways. the book?
1: I guess we yeah, can just I guess get so. into it.
0: Yeah, we can get into it. Sure. Yay! This, uh, yay! This episode, <laughs> this is going to be a shorter episode, which will make up for some of our longer ones. Uh, this episode, we are doing love and thumps and the gateway to foo by obert sky yay which is, is another candle wreck it's a <laughs> just yeah We've been going we're just powering that. through all of spoons's recommendations and this oh, is a yeah. middle grade wreck mm-hmm. and i definitely had never heard of it and i was like i really don't know what to think about this um but spoiler alert i really enjoyed this book yeah it's really enjoyable yes yeah oh, the so title happy. did not the title was what gave me great pause though 11 and the gateway to Foo. exactly it was so goofy i was like oh no is this gonna be like a really goofy middle grade and then the book I mean, opened it is, and it was but... like
1: really dark for a middle grade and i oh, was like yeah. i feel okay. like it vacillates wildly between being really dark and like very goofy
0: <laughs> yes it has two it has like two extremes and i actually really enjoyed them together uh-huh it was good oh so yeah. good
1: I love the cover too. I just feel like it's so fun. Um, It is really fun. It's a really good cover. It's just so fun because there are like illustrations in it too. And whoever the official artist was for this freaking book, like kudos to them because I know I I love all the illustrations.
0: Sounds good. Oh, sorry. If you guys hear voices, I'm sorry. I'm recording in my actual bedroom today instead of the bathroom where I have been, so you'll probably hear voices because there's activity going on.
1: There's activity. People are bustling about. There's activity. Yeah obert sky i don't know if you realize but it's a pen name there's not really a man named obert sky well there might be somewhere but it's not maybe somewhere yeah not this guy uh his real name is robert Farrell smith um and the most i could find about what what i was just i was just thinking oh my god my
0: husband sneezes so loud i was just thinking robert Farrell smith i'm not surprised he changed his name those are three of the most like Basic names for a man I have ever heard, and all of them are together. It like there of are off. so, so many Roberts, so many Farrells, so many Smiths. Uh, I was like, wow, yeah, I would have changed yep. it too.
1: It also makes him sound sort of like a serial killer. Maybe it's just that there's three of them together. I don't know. Don't you think it sounds like a serial killer name? Yeah, I... but I think Obert Sky does too. <laughs> but he would be like whimsical. Ooh-hoo. Ooh, a whimsical serial killer. Ooh, uh, that's better. <laughs> Just imagine that you're not being killed. Um, Ooh, this so, is really freaky. <laughs> this is bad. The most information I could find about his birthday is that he's born in 1970. So if our pod oh. astrologist can find anything else, that'd be great. But if not, it's fine. be great. Also, I feel like he's somewhat of a mysterious guy, because I... a well, name like
0: Obert Sky.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's giving Lemony Snicket vibes, you know, in like the... Yes. I'm like going to write a weird middle grade series, and I'm going to use a weird name, whatever. And so I feel also that like Obert Sky, like the narrator in Love and Thumbs, I guess, is Obert Sky to me. Mm-hmm. Like, so it just, he feels like a character as well, somewhat Lemony Snicket-like, but yeah. not quite as overt, I guess. Anyway. Obert overt ah, um ooh, good one but uh basically <laughs>
0: robert Farrell smith is like okay i've heard that one before i <laughs>
1: yeah, you know the reason he came up with the nick with the pen name is because for a while he lived on the isle of sky oh, and cool. apparently he was a candy taste tester not sure if that's information that is true or not but <laughs> i don't know if any of this is true <laughs> i don't know this very- is sounding very whimsical, honestly. Okay, sounding very whimsical. Um, he uh lives in New Mexico, and he has three kids and a wife. Aww. And um, he published uh he started writing in like ninety six, but he published Eleven Thumps in two thousand five, and um there are five of them, I believe. Wait, one, two, three. No, there's six of them. Nope, there's five. But then there is there's some bonus books so there's five love and thumbs books and then there is one that's like a little um it's called professor winsnicker's book of proper etiquette for well-mannered sycophants (laughs) and it's oh my god i love it so cute because it's basically just like the idea of it is that it's like and it's a little book too it's tiny so Mm -hmm. you can imagine clover holding it Mm -hmm. and um it's like um, it's like a textbook like te- clover's old textbook and so it has all of his like writing and stuff in it and like little that's notes. so cute it is hilarious and so cute. Aww. anyway love it and then there's also um some other books where it's like Geff and clover team up books and mm-hmm. they're like little adventures They're very cute Uh That's a cute team up I know Um, (laughs) And so then he's also written So wrote Love and Thumbs in 2005 Which I think is interesting Because that's also the same year I believe that Percy Jackson came out And there are a lot of similarities Between them I think Um, Yeah so there's something in the air, you know. There was
0: something in the air, but which I quite enjoyed. I, I wanted, yeah. I want it to be
1: in the air again. Yes, uh, he's also written the Creature from My Closet series, the Pillage trilogy, which I kind of wanted to read, um, the Witherwood Reform School series, the Geeked Out series, the Mutant Bunny Island series, and the Wizard for Hire series. So he's running. he's really winning with titles. <laughs> <I
0: know>. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. His so. publisher's like, you don't think that's too niche? And he's like, no. <laughs> he's, he's like, absolutely no, i do whatever I want. <laughs> I'm Obert Sky slash Robert Farrell Smith.
1: I'm going to do whatever I want.
0: I know. I was a candy tester. <laughs>
1: so I got this. Get on my level. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so here's another thing I'll say about it. I don't know if it's still up, but Haley told me recently it wasn't still up. But I guess I'll just give my background really quick for why I like this series so much. Basically, when I was in fifth grade... We did, like, little group – everyone had, like, a little table group in my, like, English class that Mm -hmm. um, we would read a different book with that group. It was sort of, like, like, on your level, I guess, books. And Mm -hmm. so our – my group, um, one time we read Love and Thumps. It was, like, our assigned book. And our group just loved it. All four of us were losing our mind. Oh! Oh, my God. (laughs) A cat just walked across the screen.
0: Jucifer, he hello, my my monitor baby. off.
1: Oh my God. Okay, Juicy. That was so rude, Juicy. Oh Flora did that to me
0: yesterday in a meeting, turned my monitor off. Oh God. So that was nice.
1: Oh, they so rude. Anyway, so, so rude. Rude. <laughs> we read Love and Thumps and absolutely lost our minds about it. Um, and there was this amazing, um, it, it used to have an amazing website. It was like loveandthumbs.com or whatever. And it was, like, the best website I had ever been to at that point in my my life. Oh, my God. Because you go in and it's, like, kind of, it probably ran mostly on Flash, so that's probably why it's gone. But it was, like, Uh um, it had, like, the mystical, whimsical music, and it'd be, like, welcome to Foo, and it was, like, Ah! misty and stuff. And you'd go Uh in, it had all the characters, and you could, like, click on stuff, and it was very interactive. so cool. It was the best, and the music was great. Um, It had, like, I think it had games and stuff. Best website ever, especially <gasps> that for is a amazing. book. That's amazing. Like, kind yeah. of not even that well known of a book, <laughs> but best website ever. Anyway. Oh, God. So, we had a great time with it. And then, Haley and I read all the other ones. Like, when they'd come out, I would, like, wait for them. So, I mm-hmm. was really, really into it. All five of them are so good. It just gets crazy, crazy, crazy. As you might be able to tell by the end of this one, it gets like, uh, yeah. wild. So,
0: yes, anyway, it does. that's it. Wow. All right. Cool well pot astrologer astrologist if you can um find his his birthday i'd be curious uh this man is an enigma to me so no, i'm like no i need to know what his zodiac sign is so <laughs> yeah, i'm thinking something really weird i'm thinking maybe gemini i think he might he be a gemini. Could very well
1: be a gemini
0: strong gemini vibes living on the isle of sky and being a candy taste tester
1: <laughs> vacillating wildly in tone <laughs>
0: yes sounds like a gemini to me okay so 11 thumbs and the gateway to foo i'm gonna give you guys the summary and i'm gonna do my best to give it to you in as much detail as i can remember but i finished this a few days ago because spoons is making me read (laughs) great expectations by charles dickens so i had to start that this week so i could finish it by when we record next week because it's long as hell (laughs) it is kind of long it's very long. So long. I, I, I also realized I misspoke. Or right before recording, I told her, I listened to like eight or nine hours of it. I've listened to five hours of
1: it. Oh, okay. But it
0: feels like I've listened to nine hours of it, Spoon. Oh, come on. you The first part Downer. one is nine hours. Part two is also like nine hours. Uh, Yeah, it's a saga. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> anyway, so all that being said, I read this earlier in the week, so I'm going to try and remember. So... We start out and we get this kind of bit of a prologue where we see there's a baby, baby Levin Thumps. Levin Thumps, his mother, his, so his father had already died. His mother dies in childbirth, which is very sad. Um, and Levin Thumps is this baby that ends up getting adopted by this awful woman named Addie Graff, who is the sister-in-law or is half-sister. <laughs> yeah, or half-sister. his mom's half-sister. Half-sister, yes. And she is awful. And her husband, what's this, her husband's Harry. name? terry is also awful and so but also happening in the hospital at this point is um this this person with i think she has blonde hair appears she's holding a baby she's like invisible to everyone else like she's got this like you know she's like blending in or whatever and she's got this baby this baby who has human like not human like adult (laughs) human level intellect which was very disturbing to me in many many ways (laughs) i did not like that it's very freaky and so they basically they find this woman who's just given birth this woman she's single and uh i think her husband had also already died or something um But she's awful. She's an awful woman. She didn't want her baby to begin with. She tried to leave it at the hospital. And so basically they swap her baby. They give that baby to a a sweet family that's going to actually love the child. And then this baby that they brought over from Foo, spoilers, it's the woman, the invisible woman and the baby with the human adult human level intellect is from (laughs) Foo. And so they swap this baby. And the baby really briefly freaks out the nurses because she speaks to them in, like, <laughs> you know, like, normal adult language. Yeah. And they're like, what the hell? And then, like, her memory of her past life in Foo fades, and she's just, like, another baby. Mm-hmm. And she's now she has no memory of that. But she's been put there for a reason, because at some point she is going to have to help Levin Thumps in some way or other. But she is warned that she cannot touch him. Do not touch him. And that's it's been like pounded in her head and it's like the one thing that kind of like sticks in there uh-huh. so fast forward like 14 years later and levin thumps is living uh levin thumps and addy graf and um yeah. oh i forgot to say there's also part of the prologue even before the hospital thing where a- there's this guy named ansel who has strong like dumbledore vibes yeah <laughs> and ansel has also come over from foo this whole town in oklahoma is uh has be is basically there's it's looks like natural disasters are like tearing it apart. Um, uh, it looks like the end of the world on this little town. Um, and then burnt Culver is what they end up calling it after mm-hmm. this, right? Yeah. yeah, I forget. I think it's called something else before though. Before yeah, it's not, like burnt they to the renamed the it. <laughs> they renamed it burnt Culver because it was burnt. Um, but anyway, so it looks like the world is ending in this little town. All these like this like living darkness is like encroaching, but most of like the normal people just see like a natural disaster happening, which also something percy jackson did which i really mm-hmm. like the idea of yeah um i really enjoy that uh and then anyways so ansel's there and he he plants a seed basically and uh, spoiler alert again this seed contains the soul of this hero of foo a life <laughs> named geth god and uh this is so he so saved yeah <laughs> it's good it's good uh so so clover is with ansel clover is this weird like think like dobby the elf meets a cat kind of
1: (laughs) a little bit like that kind of yeah
0: (laughs) a little bit uh hard to describe (laughs) he's just a little guy and he was ansel's burn which is basically ansel was
1: his burn oh sorry ansel
0: was his burn yeah so he's a sicker so He's a sycophant, and sycophants have burns, so they're, like people that they're, like, assigned to, like, watch over and take care of and listen to and stuff. And they can be kind of mischievous, but they're very loyal. And anyways, Ansel ends up dying, and that's very sad. Uh, but then uh, Levin Thumps, as a baby, he's just a baby at this point, is Clover's new burn. But Clover can just, like, turn completely invisible. Um, so no one can, like, see or even feel him. So he could, like, literally be, like, on Levin's shoulder and Levin couldn't even feel him there, which was... I was also like, I, this is alarming to me. I don't like it. Okay, so now <laughs> fast forward back where we were before. With It's 14 years in the future. Levin Thumps is now 14 years old. He's still mm-hmm. living with uh, his horrible, like, half-aunt or whatever, Addie Graff and her husband. And uh, they're moving to Burnt Culver. Now, the... <laughs> place basically where uh, Ansel died and he had planted Geth is um. it's it basically been turned into a trailer park. Like the like deluxe mobile home park or something is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And um it's a very popular mobile home park, but there's one like lot area that they've never been able to like sell because they consider it like curse basically. It's the plot where Geth's seed was planted. Mm-hmm. So I should also say that Geth as a lythen is basically... Elithan is someone who basically trusts completely in fate, <laughs> which is crazy. Like, they just believe everything is going to work out the way it's supposed to work out, no matter what you do. So you just do your best. And then if something bad happens, it was just meant to happen. But everything's going to be OK. And so Geff has this kind of, like, you know, idea. But also he kind of can, like, magically, like, control this tree that he's grown into. He grows into this big tree. And uh, so he's also been kind of, like, scaring people off the lot, And no one has, partially because of fate or whatever, has not booked this lot in the mobile home. So when Addie Graff and her husband move to town with 14-year-old Levin's. Well, they
1: move when Levin's little, though. Oh, that's right. He's still
0: little. Yeah, That's right. He's still two when they move. Um, Because then he grows up there by the tree, Mm -hmm. by Geth. And the Geth gets to watch him grow up, which is pretty cute. It's so cute. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But basically, they go to see the lot. And the guy's like, you're not going to want to book this. Nobody does. And they were like, we'll take it. You're just trying to, you know, trick us. And they're awful in every way possible all the time. Um, So they end up settling there. And Geth is like, there's Levin. And so um, Geth is, you know, the plan is that, assuming that fate will allow them to, Geth will somehow, this tree will somehow lead Levin Thumps, with the help of Clover, who Levin does not know exists yet, to Foo. And also that we still have this
1: girl, the girl baby that was dropped off. We're, Are you following back this? There's a lot yeah, so going on. There was a lot going on in the beginning that I was like, oh my God. It is kind of confusing because they don't explain a lot until a while in. So you're kind of just yeah. like, okay, like.
0: Yeah. Here we go. And there's lots of like, these people are chronically depressed. Lots of people have died. Like, it starts, it's like pretty grim for a middle grade book. But I enjoyed it because it didn't like pull punches, but it wasn't like, necess- it wasn't like unnecessarily gruesome. It had Percy Jackson energy in that sense, too. There's also, a lot that, like, of Percy
1: Jackson energy, yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Also, like, Levin Thumps is 14 years old. He doesn't really have any friends. Um, and he's, you know, they kind of consider him like a bad kid for no reason at all just because Addie Graf is horrible and her husband is also horrible. But yeah. he's got, like, not a great home life. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's a that's an under-exaggeration. He has a horrible home life. It's, like, really bad. <laughs> it's really bad.
1: I was thinking uh, about it because, like, th- this book follows a lot of the same tropes as, like, you know, even Harry Potter or, like, Percy Jackson or that mm-hmm. kind of thing, like, kind of a middle grade, the yeah. chosen one sort of thing. But yes. there's, like, so, there's, like, weird key differences in this one that I think make it like memorable in a way yeah, because like it did feel original 11 is also he's like older than most of the other chosen yeah he's kids. 14 he's already yeah. 14 which mm-hmm. i think is like interesting i don't know why i did that but i feel better about a 14 year old going on an adventure than i do an 11 i do too <laughs> and
0: i think also it helps because it's an older middle grade so like the fact that it is a lot more grim and it's like
1: depression like there's a lot of like a lot of these people are depressed Carrie's, and that's why they're horrible like, an alcoholic he like implies that he like hits eleven. It's like a lot yeah. going on. It's a, a lot. So I feel a little better about that for yeah. like a fourteen year old book than uh-huh. a twelve year old book.
0: But um, yeah, like I just they went into like more detail. Like Percy Jackson was twelve, and I think a lot of the same stuff was there, but they just implied it more. Mm-hmm. And they're a little more. He was Obert Sky slash Robert Farrell Smith was a little more like open about it in this book because he could be. Um, so, anyways. Levin Thump does not really have any friends at school. He's very isolated. He They make him sleep on the screened-in porch, and they have always, basically since he was two and they moved, made him sleep on yeah. the screened-in porch.
1: It's so Dickensian. So. It's, like, it's
0: terrible to the it point is. of being
1: funny. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is why you enjoy – is this why you enjoy Charles Dickens? Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. But like, oh,
1: my God. It's, like, <laughs> I'm not saying it's funny to make your 14-year-old adopted child sleep on the porch but like it's so bad that like you have to laugh eventually because you're like this is unbelievable like who would ever act like this
0: apparently people see this is the thing i just to me it's not funny i'm just horrified i think this is part of why i don't think charles dickens is funny i'm like that's upsetting well um i mean it's like
1: whatever Okay, moving on. I <laughs> know uh, you
0: can also laugh at secondhand. You don't get secondhand embarrassment either. Like, no, I I, I do. I, th- I think I just I'm too close to it. I can't step back enough to be amused. Well,
1: see, wasn't um, there that one part where isn't in this book Levin? Like, this is what I'm talking about, though. Like, there's a thing where, like, everyone hates Levin so much that, like, he people will, like even the teacher will. He like won, he's actually like really good at jumping, but he they had, like a jumping contest or something at school, but everyone thought that he cheated because he was he won, so they were like you actually lose. <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> stuff. That, I think that happens in this book. Oh, God. I can't remember now. Am I making that It's up? very it's stuff, very stuff dark like humor. that, though. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. It's it is humorous, but it's very dark. Mm-hmm. Um but speaking of darkness, one of these nights that uh <laughs> he's sleeping out on the screened in porch. Yeah, thank you. You really just, you really laid it out for me there. <laughs> <That's what laughs> you pitched do, it right to me. <laughs> uh, so the darkness, there's this like that living darkness that, you know, came and turned the city of like Culver, Oklahoma into burnt Culver, Oklahoma. It's coming in through the screened in porch and it's like terrifying. And so he tries to get in the house and Addie won't let him. And she's all mad that so that he woke her up and then the darkness leaves and then Clover appears. Um, He like shows himself to Levin and he's and Levin is like, what the heck is going on? And then basically Clover explains everything that I already told everyone here about like all of the prologue stuff. Basically, Clover in a very concise way kind of wraps it up for Levin. And he's basically like, it's your fate to come and save Fu. And basically this darkness that's coming into reality. He basically tells him so Fu is like this other world that exists. It's like where you go. Or, like, where, where dreams happen, basically. Like, dreams and nightmares. It's yeah. like this other completely real reality, but it's separate from our reality. And it's that reality where... Is it, like, where you go to dream or where you go when, you, when like your dreams come or like, from? Yeah. It's like where dreams come from. So, without Foo, humans wouldn't dream. Mm-hmm. And so... Which would be not good. And so, there are some people in Foo... Who are or some beans and foo who are very um, they're displeased with bean and foo and like they want more. So there is this guy named Sabine. Am I saying that right? I th- they say it's Sabine. I think in the- Sabine. Okay, because I thought Sabine is a name. So Sabine. So there's this guy named Sabine and he's this like dark shadow king type person and he can control all of these shadows and he has like made it his mission to take over Fu and to find a gateway now we get back to the word gateway from the title into (laughs) reality. So uh, there's only ever been one gateway that goes both ways because you're not supposed to be able to cross back and forth Um, and then I will just spoiler so I don't forget to say it later. Levin's grandfather found what kind of found slash created a gateway like a two-way gateway uh so sabine's been trying to find it and yeah so that's basically that yeah uh so he's sending the shadows out to try and look for levin to stop levin because fate is means he's supposed because of fate he's supposed to like be able to stop that from happening or save Fu or whatever and also because like it was levin's grandfather so i think sabine thinks that that Levin yeah, knows or, or can like, find where the gateway is.
1: Le- they have to have Levin for some reason because of, like, his... It's, like, something with his blood, but now I can't remember yeah, what something, that is. Oh, that's
0: right. It's, like, only somebody with the same blood can destroy it or something, the gateway. Oh, it's something like yeah.
1: That. I think that's what it is. Yeah.
0: And so Sabine, like, knows, like, Levin is the only threat to him getting into reality. Um, So he can send his shadows out into reality, and so he's doing that, and he's trying to catch Levin, and so Clover's basically like, well, we don't have any more time. Time to, you know, get started trying to go to Foo, because Sabine is, like, really ready to to kick things into gear. And so he's like, first we need to find Geth, and me screaming in my head, the tree! It's right behind you! Geth is right behind you! Turn around! And so... So that's frustrating. Uh, And so they basically uh, take off on their own kind of adventure. Oh, there's also a part where these bullies try to pick on uh, Levin. And basically, Levin makes lightning strike near them and it scares them. And at first, uh, Clover thinks that Levin is... So he's a nit, which means he's like a human with powers, essentially. And um, he thinks, well, oh, he must be able to control weather. But no, it turns out what he actually is, is he can like he can influence fate a little bit. Yeah, he's actually so, an
1: offing. He's not a net. He's an
0: offing. Yeah. yeah, that's right. He's not a net, he's an offing, so he can kind of like alter fate,
1: yeah. which
0: and see the future a little bit, which is very cool. And so now we're going to like flash over to see the baby is also 14 years old now. Uh she does not remember where she's come from. Uh her given name at birth is Judy or something. Um yeah. but she goes by Winter, which um just by like the luck of the draw, like her, her mother is horrible and has a lot of like mean names for her. And one of them involved the word winter. And so she just shortened it to winter. Mm-hmm. So she goes by winter and winter is also a knit. And all of a sudden, unbeknownst to her, but all of a sudden, she figures out that she can, like, turn things into ice, which is pretty cool. It's great. And it's apparently a somewhat more common. Um, can you hear my cat screaming?
1: Yeah, a little bit.
0: <laughs> her, <laughs> cat, her,
1: her paws are, like, under the door, <laughs> in, like, ultimate
0: drama mode. Oh, God. Flora, go get your father. She just walked
1: away. <laughs> she just pulled her arms and walked away. Fine. I will.
0: <laughs> Fine. Um. Anyways, so. She can turn stuff to ice. Just scares her mom somehow, Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny to me. And then she decides she's going to run away. And she has been seeing, like, in her mind, Levin, but she doesn't know who he is. Um, But she keeps seeing him and remembering, like, the phrase, like, don't touch him or whatever. And so she's, like, goes off to go find Levin. I think, I guess it's fate. It's sort of fate leads
1: her to Burnt Culver. So she, like, gets there and. Like they yeah. meet up, yeah,
0: and they meet up at his school, yeah, and because uh, he's about to get bullied, and then she stands up for him, and then the bullies are being, you know, bullies, and then she freezes them, and Levin's like, "Oh my gosh," and Clover's <laughs> like, "Well, this is great, this will be awesome, let's let's get going." Um, <laughs>
1: Seriously, Clover's like, "All right, woohoo. all right."
0: Clover's hysterical.
1: He is my favorite character. Spoiler: I'm He might be my favorite.
0: Character I am, as well. I
1: love him so much. Everything I know. he says is so funny
0: yeah okay so now we're gonna flash back to uh to geth so geth is thinking okay well it would have been great if they discovered me here is <laughs> this tree before they left to go on this journey since they're gonna need me and they're looking for me but i'm just gonna trust that fate will somehow you know get me there but he also kind of like this is the thing that's so funny to me like he also decides on his own he's going to basically <laughs> terrorize Addie graf and terry uh He's gonna basically like use his roots to like destroy their house and scare the crap out of them, and then they they go and cut down the tree, and so he's like, "Great, now what?" <laughs> and so then, and so then Terry goes and he sells all of that wood to this like lumber mill or whatever, and then Geth basically gets sent to this toothpick factory, and Geth has been turned into a toothpick. <laughs> so now Geth is a toothpick, and so good. <laughs> And he gets sent to this diner, basically, where he gets sold to this diner. So now he's like a toothpick in this random diner. And so by fate, basically, (laughs) by straight happenstance, Levin and Winter and Clover end up going to this diner. And Levin uses his, like, fate thing. So this woman just gives them a little bit of money so they can buy some food. (laughs) And while they're there he is kind of like noticing this guy behind them who's like using this toothpick and he's like weird i wonder if that guy's important and then the guy like flicks the toothpick on the ground and leaves and then um they get up and they they eat and then they leave and levin accidentally kicks the toothpick but he doesn't even notice and it basically like shreds off like a piece of the toothpick and geth is like oh great now i have an arm and so now he's got like one arm he can use As a toothpick and then but he's still in the diner and so then in the most like masochistic and gruesome like (laughs) toothpick um mutilation ever (laughs) he like (laughs) he basically finds ways to like throw himself into danger to like poke himself two eyes and a mouth and another arm or no not another arm he has one arm for now still Mm -hmm. and two legs and so now and ears or whatever, so now around he can, a bit. like, move around some, and now he's, like, off on, off in search of <laughs> Levin and Winter, who were just there, and so, so he's, good. yeah, it's, it's crazy, and so, he goes, he's, like, off, he's in the grass, I forget, um, and then, meanwhile, Levin and Winter get attacked by this monster, I forget what it's called, but it's, the Avaland, it, the Avaland, uh, and Levin manages to trick it into running off a cliff, Mm-hmm. But in doing so, like, he saves Winter by picking her up, which he was not supposed to do. Uh, and so I, I don't think there were any consequences in this book of that.
1: No, the consequence was that now he's been touched by Fu. And so he, the, the night, the shadows and stuff can, like, see oh, where he is. Oh, that's what it
0: is. Because I kept going, okay, Anne, like, what happened? Like, <laughs> okay, now I get it. Yeah. I was like, Why? Yeah, but that's true. And from that point on, now the shadows know where he is. And, um, well, Sabai knows where he is and sends the shadows after him. And so now they're going into his dreams. And they're like, you're worthless. You can't do this. Like, they're just, like, terrorizing him and saying horrible things. So then when he wakes up, he goes... I can't do this. I'm going home. And he just ditches. He just leaves Winter and Clover.
1: Levin quits so many times. It's hilarious. (laughs) I was like, this is the most reluctant protagonist in middle grade books. That's the other thing. Like he's, I love Levin so much. He's completely average. He does. He's not great at school. He's not like the cutest or the ugliest or anything. He's just normal guy. He He does not
0: have a hero complex. He doesn't have a hero
1: complex whatsoever. He In fact, he thinks no pretty drive. poorly of himself. Yeah, no he does, drive. Yeah. He just ends
0: up being... They end up having to knock him out and drag him halfway across the world against <laughs> his will. He's kind of
1: a pessimist. It is so great. Yeah. He's super
0: a pessimist. He gets- and the dreams don't help.
1: <laughs> no. He literally tries to quit like four times. <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny. He'll be like, I'm done. Um, I can't do this.
0: <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh Lemon. Ah, don't worry. Fate will bring him back or whatever. <laughs> And so Winter and Clover, they're out by, like, this river or something, I forget, and they end up finding this toothpick. They hear the toothpick talking, and I forget how Geth has ended up there. By fate. Like, the river brought him there. I don't know. This is just... fate okay and it's so a
1: silly book ash you have to just go I with know. it
0: <laughs> it's, it is this is the whimsical part it's very whimsical. i mean we have toothpick mutilation which was like described <laughs> in great some detail it was pretty horrifying but now we've got whimsical fate like bringing mm-hmm. this talking toothpick to winter and clover mm-hmm. and clover's like oh my god geth yeah, We've been looking for you. And Geth's like, yeah, I've been, like, right next to you a bunch of times. But Fate was like, no, we got to put you through some stuff first. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And so um, w- uh, he's like, you guys have to get Levin back. And so Winter, like, puts Geth the toothpick in her pocket. And they go off to find Levin. They get eaten by the
1: avalanche again. There's, like, another Oh, yeah, monster. they get eaten by it. And then, they... and then
0: Winter turns him into ice. Yes. And then the snake the snake avalanche. Exactly. it a bunch of avalanche that
1: turned into a snake, they vom- he vomits them up. Yeah. And so then they, like... So then, I think, after this is when they have... Glovin to- has to go back to get Clover because he got stuck somewhere. And then Clover oh, yeah. bites him. And then they get on a train...
0: Uh-huh. Because the gateway, we find out, isn't Germany. Germany. So they have to... Because Geth is like, it's in Germany. Yeah. It'll be no problem. Fate will get us there. It's annoying, too, because every time they're like, Geth, this is a real problem. Geth's like, fate will take care
1: of it. Don't even worry That's about That's the it. other thing. Like, Levin gets so annoyed by Geth, and it does not stop in this book. Like, he's just constantly no. like, Geth, please. I'm screaming. That is so funny. And it's funny That's what me, I was feeling like. It's funny to me, too, because also Clover and Winter get on each other's nerves as well. It's very much like... <laughs> They love each like other. Like not listener. really they're, they're an like, effective team, but they're not a cohesive team. <laughs>
0: yeah. I really enjoy that <laughs> phenomena, that dynamic. That's really good. Um, so basically Levin tries to give up again and Clever bites him and it knocks him out. Because apparently that's something that sycophants can do. And so and they while drag he's his that he like is well,
1: dreaming about how great sycophants are. <laughs> <It's> like- yeah. <laughs> It's
0: so good. And so then they, like, literally drag his ass, and she has to, like, freeze him and, like, pry him up onto the train, then freeze him to the train, because they couldn't get him on the train because he was knocked out. And so they, like, (laughs) hitch a ride on this train. And then the craziest shit, basically... They get into this. They unfreeze him. Levin is still like, I don't want to do this, but I'm all the way.
1: Like, they're in, like, France or something. I forget. They have to cross the ocean. I forget at which point well, this happens. This is before they do that. But, yeah, they cross the ocean yeah. in the convertible. And then Winter in a has to freeze the, the ocean. And then they steal a car. And then,
0: <laughs> and then like, she Elsa freezes the ocean mm-hmm. as they're driving. So they can drive across the ocean. Yeah, it's
1: pretty crazy. Yes. And then it's pretty great. Yeah. Levin has, and to, they have like, to keep eliminated. Levin awake the whole time. Right, because if he falls asleep, then they'll be able to track shadows. Will find them. Yeah, and so like
0: they did this th- for like five days. Basically, he can't <laughs> sleep, and I'm just like, this is considered actual torture. Like
1: he would like, be I'm dead.
0: Like, he would be dead, or have completely lost his mind, I like know. legitimately. What? <laughs> yeah it's super rough they do get to france um, but though then they, yeah they get to france and then they then they get they take a cab to germany i forget clover gets lost somewhere <laughs> along the way he
1: stays behind on the ship by accident cause there's like shiny stuff there and he's yeah. like Ooh. So,
0: <laughs> yeah clover gets distracted and then it ends up clover clover finds out um That these are, like, pirates or something, or smugglers or something, and they have, like, all this, like, gold. That's why they have this gold and shiny stuff, and so Clover steals some of it, and he Mm. ends up... He does end up catching up with them much later, but for a good chunk of this period, uh, Clover is not with them. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so it's Levin and Geth and Winter, and they have to... They're trying to take, like, a train to um, this place in Germany, and they basically... I don't know if Levin falls asleep for a second or what happens. I forget. But the shadows find them. Mm-hmm. And um, the they tear everything up. And then, um, what is it, like, by fate again? Well, is they figure out they that out clapping
1: that? Dis- disintegrates the oh, shadows. Oh, that's right. And yes, so they it was very Peter get, Pan. Yeah. So they get rid of all the shadows, but they've lost Geth in the process. Yes, and Geth is the yes. only one who can show them where it is. So they're where like, the gate well, is. I guess we have yeah. to keep going. Fate will help. Yeah. So then exactly they, because i don't know if i mentioned but the only way you can get to foo is by standing on an uneven sidewalk when the temperature mm-hmm. is divisible by seven and there's shooting stars <laughs> overhead but yeah they were made and so- hector thumps was able to like recreate the the conditions, the conditions. essentially yeah so there's like this one yeah. lake in germany where you in can germany go.
0: yeah so but you have to go like underwater and the gateway is there mm-hmm. underwater and so, um, so that's what they're trying to get to. And also, can I just, seriously, we can defeat the shadows by clapping? <laughs> we really sticking with that? Obert Sky, Robert Girl Smith. <laughs> that just seems way too convenient. <laughs> it's like so I was silly. Like, I know. See, it's now it's back to really whimsical. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, so yeah, so they get on the train. They don't know where Geth is. He was lost in the fight. And then they realize they, there's this other person in their train compartment and he, the guy falls asleep, and they hear this, like, kind of humming sound, and on the bottom <laughs> of the guy's shoe, stuck in a bunch of gum, is Geth. So Geth is still with them, because <laughs> he got stuck in, in the gum. And, uh, oh, it's so gross. Oh, this uh, is nasty. I this is just nasty. The yeah, guy- Levin tries... To- <laughs> Good. levin tries to pick the toothpick off of his shoe with the gum or whatever and the guy wakes up and thinks he's trying to steal his shoes and levin's like no i swear i was just gonna i was chewing gum and i just wanted to get the gum off your shoe and he's like oh yeah and doesn't believe him so he makes him eat the gum this random gum off the floor <laughs> that's been on his shoe and it's disgusting we've got in uh, it with geth in it which is horrifying but he's like "Haha!" and then the guy leaves because he's just a grown-up bully and disgusting and they get geth back and the gum is just disgusting and uh they leave they're in germany so now they have to go to the lake and they get to the lake except that uh sabine during all of this he went to uh so levin's grandfather hector hector thumps he basically if you accidentally like you know find yourself on, you know, like the crack between the sidewalks or the uneven streets or whatever when the the temperature is right and the stars are shooting then you could end up in Foo. And that's what happened to Hector, but he had just been about to propose to his girlfriend at the time. So now he's in Foo and then he was trying to get back and he got obsessed with it and he did end up getting back to the real world. But then he wants to get back to Foo again. And so that's how he got obsessed and created this gateway. And he went back to foo and uh, he married uh, somebody there. Amelia. Amelia. Amelia, yeah. And so um, Hector is—he's died, right? Yeah, he's since dead. then. Yeah, he's died. But a lot of people tried to get the location of the gateway out of him, but he never told anyone. who's very secretive about it. Um, but Sabine thinks that Amelia, his wife, probably knows, and so he's over in foo trying to like intimidate it out of Amelia, who is not having it, which is very funny. <laughs> But he does figure out that the gateway is in um, this old little bedroom in their house. So that's unfortunate. Uh, so Sabine basically makes it into reality. Now, the good news is when he's in reality, he can't call the shadows to him like he could in Fu. But he's now in reality, which is not great. Yeah. Um, and he's like right there by the lake. So he's waiting for Leaven and Winter. And so, uh, and Geth. And Geth <laughs> as a toothpick. Ends up fighting Sabine, okay, as a toothpick and winning to a degree.
1: Well, Winter does a lot of it.
0: She's, Winter does a lot of it, too. They but have, like, to a full degree, battle. Yeah, but there are a few moments there where a toothpick has the upper hand. <laughs> and I just... That's our guess, <laughs> That's our Geth. So there are a few moments where the toothpick gets the upper hand. And without Geth's help, Winter could not have Because remember, Sabine's power as a knit is also that he can control ice. So they're basically just, like, freezing and unfreezing each other in weather this whole time. And so the idea is that Geth is trying. Yes, Clover does save the day. You're right. (laughs) Clover sees them. He runs in. He's got no idea what's going on. Uh, Winter has just... um, well, Sabine has frozen Levin and, like, he's in the water frozen, so he's drifting off in the lake. And he's and he can't swim, by the way. Levin can't swim. So when he melts, he's gonna drown, presumably. Um, or just drift way off. And so, Winter, Geth manages to distract Sabine enough that she was able to, like, really, like, freeze him under a bunch of sheets of ice, so it'll take him longer to thaw himself. And then Glover runs into the scene very late, and he leaps, because he's also, like, part monkey, kind of. And he, like, leaps off of the frozen Sabine who he doesn't actually know what's going on and it topples Sabine who shatters into a million pieces. It's machina Clover. I love to see it. <laughs> I think you mean fate. I think Geth would say it. I think you mean it fate. It was fate.
1: He was always meant it to do fate. it. was fate.
0: Yeah and so that was very funny. Um, And so for a second <laughs> I was like really? Is he gone now? Because that would be fantastic. Not exactly. Uh, so Winter and Levin and Clover and Geth all basically make it to the gateway but the frozen bits of sabine thaw and now he's just like a bunch of like shadowy pieces or whatever and so still now he can like leech into the ground and into the lake Mm -hmm. and so as they're just about to go through the gateway the shadow the weird like shadow things like that are pieces of sabine attack levin and then levin has this really cool battle where it's like like he uses like fate to like like spin up like a tornado kind of on the water mm. and it's this really cool battle and then they end up making it into foo and through the you know, into like the bedroom or whatever, and Amelia's there and she's like, Okay, here's a bomb. You need to destroy the gateway now. <laughs> Only you can do it. And uh basically sabine and his weird little shadow bits like basically start to come through the gateway and there's like another bit of chaos but they do end up managing to explode the gateway and now clover and winter and geth and levin are all stuck in foo the gateway is destroyed we don't really know what's going on with sabine he's defeated for the moment i don't know if he's gonna come back in the next book um, and now Geth is like, great, phase one complete. And Levin's like, phase one. And Geth's like, oh, yeah, you have to get me back to this other place, this tower or whatever, so I can save the world. And Levin's like, oh, my God, I didn't even sign up for this. I tried to, like, give this up. I tried to, like, tried to resign so, so many times. Many times. <laughs> Not even quiet quit. Like, he straight was like, I'm walking out of here. <laughs> Not
1: even I wonder if he's is he going to quiet quit through the rest of the next book <laughs> he just keeps getting dragged along he <laughs> poor dude I know he's like can I at least yeah. take a nap before we go and they're like yeah okay they're like so yeah and
0: that's take- <laughs> uh yeah and is a little bit magical so there's this moment where like he lays down on the couch and the couch like magically stretches to be long enough for him mm. and he's like maybe Foo's not all that bad and then that's the end of the book and it was a wild ride from <laughs> start to finish.
1: Like, you think that's wild? Like, I can't even and tell I've never you.
0: wanted to strangle a toothpick
1: before. But, <laughs> I'm like, Geth, shut up. He I'm is so fate. annoying, but I love him deeply. Like, it is crazy. I'm just going to spoil it now, but he gets turned not into a toothpick. And it is so funny afterwards that he was ever a toothpick because he is, like, the hottest, coolest, un- most... Like, he's so hot and he's like basically <laughs> king of foo and they're yeah. like he was literally a toothpick for two whole books like
0: but he's still the same <laughs> oh guest God. like personality wise yeah. he's
1: like so annoying but like a sweetheart oh my but annoying <laughs> he's a himbo he's a himbo now <laughs> that makes me so happy <laughs>
0: That is so funny.
1: Like, but Hayley yeah, and that's I a... were freaking out because there is a, a illustration of like human Geth when he first turns like, and human, he's super hot. and Geth, yeah. And we were like, uh-huh. what? Like, our sixth grade brains were freaking out over him. Like, he's oh so my cute. god,
0: your hormones went crazy. You were like, wait a minute, <laughs> Geth is super sick. hot. <laughs> oh so my funny. god, that's super funny. I I respect Obert Sky for that. Yeah, so that's that's love and thumps in the gateway to foo woohoo it was a good one I enjoyed it immensely
1: I'm so glad
0: what would you say your favorite and least favorite parts are I don't know I like almost all of it
1: I really enjoy um, like whenever they kind of get the gang together and they're like crossing the Atlantic Ocean and everyone's like Mm -hmm. we're on the mission now like Levin's not trying (laughs) to quit anymore and everybody's like there and I enjoy the parts where they're in France and Germany too I think that's fun
0: those were good yeah I I really enjoyed when <laughs> Levin kept trying to quit and they just dragged him along every time he tried to quit and he couldn't quit I was just like this is really amusing to me it's so funny I love that too. When, oh and also um Every time Clover said anything. He was just so funny. It's just whenever he said anything about being a sycophant, because he would just always be like, and I'm the best sycophant, and sycophants are amazing. And I was like, I believe you, Clover.
1: It's like we're actually good at a lot of things. That's not a brag. That's just truth. It's just true. And I loved it so much. So I think probably and he that just as says well. like the weirdest things too. Like there's that one part where like he, it feels like he's so ditzy like he's just out of it every now and then he'll jump back in and not know what's going on yeah like I love it like yes yeah, it's a toothpick and then he was like winter is a something and they're like what are you talking about and he's like oh I thought we were speaking oh I thought we were code. talking code. <laughs> I know I was so random I so enjoy him um what about your least favorite parts I was gonna say that part where Sabine like tries to convince Levin that like everything he's been doing is wrong and like actually you should join me that kind of thing because like they resolve it so fast after that but maybe it was supposed to be like look now he's fully on board you know it's more of like he chose them rather than he's just getting dragged along so maybe I do like that that's good I don't know Hmm. I like it all I
0: can tell you Miley's favorite part what the candy Clover's weird (laughs) ass candy I just wanted it to stop I didn't mention it but like Clover keeps offering this weird ass candy to uh it's eleven and winter, and like one of them like makes your like face like your like
1: <laughs> like all of everything the, on your face just loop, just goes
0: random places on your body.
1: Yeah, that one's bad. I didn't love the one the filler crisp where he was like, I didn't know you're gonna eat the whole thing. And winter is oh like it's up huge and like like spouting like white oh so gross gross. every single freaking piece of i was like this is unnecessary obert the the clover's candy like it continues throughout the entire series it is one of my favorite like running gags basically because there will just constantly be he'll be like try this and levin will be like what does this one do please I would be like absolutely not Clover, absolutely not. Clover's like he has so many weird things. Like he just carries stuff around with him, and it's so funny. Well, what about favorite least favorite characters? My favorite character is Clover. I adore him. I think that he's a perfect comic relief character. I think he's precious and cute. I don't know. I, I mean, I like everybody. I really like Levin too. I think as a main character, he's funny. I guess least favorite character. I don't know. There's like a lot of terrible people. Yes, there are. I hate Terry Graff. Ugh, I was really I know, mad at him. He's like lazy yeah. and mean. And... I think
0: he's a little bit worse than Addie and um, Winter's mom. Yeah, yeah I think Janet. he is too. I think he's a, like a little worse. But they're also horrible. They're all bad. But he is worse. Yeah, I think Terry has to get least favorite. Even over Sabine. Yeah. Like, Sabine's not as bad me as Terry. <laughs> this like Lord of Darkness isn't <laughs> as crappy as this guy.
1: That's funny. Um, Let's see. What about favorite quotes? Okay. well, there's just so many good ones. Um, Mostly funny things Clover says, but
0: I know I was like, I can't pick a favorite quote from Clover because they're all battling for the same. And if you're not like read it, haven't you hadn't like read like all the context around it? It's not as funny. It just sounds random. Yes.
1: So, yeah, I know. I did pick one because I was like, well, um, wait, where is it? No, I've got it. Oh, I just, I just couldn't stop laughing about. It. I thought it was so funny at the time. I don't know if it'll play, but it is funny in the book. So basically, like this is right after Levin, um, first uses his powers, and like it's very mm-hmm. shocking to him, you know. And Clover's like, "Oh my yeah. god, that's crazy!" And Levin's like, "That is insane!" Like they're freaking out about it. And then Clover's like, "Oh man," to be honest with you, Clover said, ignoring Levin's inquiry and climbing down off his head. I had my doubts about you being the right one. I mean, I like you and all, but I was beginning to wonder. <laughs> so funny to me. Clover! I love you. Like, he he's so just funny. Just being honest, like, you're a really nice guy, but I was really thinking you were not special. <laughs> so funny.
0: Oh, God, Clover. I'll, yeah, I'll give two, because I have to give a Clover one now, too. This one just kind of came randomly. Like, they're all hungry, and they can't buy food. Clover's basically like, well, why don't you have any money to buy food? And they're like, it's not my fault, and so basically, this conversation goes. Well, it's not my fault that you can't manage your money. That's Clover. Winter says you threw away my purse. Clover says I thought it was an enemy, <laughs> and it was just. This is so. It sounds random when I'm telling you this. It's it's as random in the book. Like there's like no. We don't get to see the instance of Clover thinking her purse was an enemy, but this is the kind of like crazy Clover is. <laughs> I thought it was. And an then enemy. I'll, here's 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 one that's. I think this is something Geth says. If not, it's definitely something that Geth believes. There is no moment more precious than the exact moment they are living. And that exact moment has a lot to do with how future moments play out. I was just like, huh, this is interesting. Yeah. But I guess that's kind of true. I mean, if you ever feel like a moment in your life is insignificant, it's not in the sense that without that moment, you wouldn't have the future moments that feel more significant. So it's oh, all true. connected. I think Geth would like my logic there. I think he'd approve. Um <laughs> What did we learn from this book? Don't take candy from strangers. <laughs> I think that's rule number one, really. Uh, rule number one. Yeah, I thought we'd all learn that
1: one, except not Kendall on Halloween. Oh, except we have to me. relearn that one on Halloween. I no, no, no. I definitely did try and do that. There's one quote that I thought was really sweet that it, I mean, this is sort of a tropey lesson learned, but I think it's mm-hmm. portrayed kind of well in this book where Clover says something mm-hmm. like, love and thumbs you're infinitely more than you think or something like that yeah which i think is so sweet because it's like he really is just a guy yeah everyone is kind of just doing their best but like it's still like you know even when you feel insignificant people still love you yeah. and you can still make a yeah. difference very sweet yeah, i love though. that it's middle true. grade trophy thing
0: I like that, too. And I really liked that he was so reluctant to be a part of his quote unquote fate. And yet he was still that important and significant. Mm-hmm. So, like, even if you feel like you're getting dragged along, like kicking and screaming in life, like it doesn't mean that you're not significant, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have value. I liked it. You have value <laughs> and your value. I guess I guess what I'm getting at is your value doesn't hinge on what you do or don't do. You right. have that value inherently. Yes. You can do more good things when you embrace your value for sure and you do things with it, but your value doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't diminish based on whether or not you're doing what someone else expects of you. Mm-hmm. So, true. It's like a tool you have to use for, you know, whatever <laughs> you want to use it for. You can use it for great things or you can just let it sit in your toolbox, but you still have it. So true. So. Very good. I like that.
1: Oh, another one. Don't try and force a nickname. Clover Clover. the whole book trying to come up with a new nickname for Levin because Winter stole Lev from him he says
0: Clover has strong me energy in the (laughs) sense where I'm like Javi I don't care what the nickname is give me a nickname
1: He's like, hey, chief. Hey, cool guy.
0: <laughs> hey, cool
1: guy. Levin's like, no, stop, uh,
0: please. He's like, please don't do this. I don't like it. <laughs> it's not good. It's so funny. <laughs> does Clover ever, because you've read the series, does he ever land on a nickname for Levin?
1: I think he's. he keeps trying. I can't remember if he just goes back to Lev or not. There's like, I think it's just, oh, another one of the running gags. It lasts for a while. I'm trying to remember yeah. how it ends up. But they, spoiler alert, through a lot of it, like, the group kind of gets split up and, like, stuff, and a lot of it is Clev- Clover and Levin, like, having to be a cute mm-hmm. little team, and it's so cute. Sounds about They're, right. Like, besties. That um, sounds about right. Oh, here's another one. Be nice to orphans. I'm sick and tired of having to say this, you guys. Oh, my
0: God. How many times have we told you guys? We have been over this. God.
1: <laughs> I'm sick. I am sick of telling you. <laughs> orphans. Be nice to orphans. It's not their fault. Oh, my God. That's so stupid.
0: And we're going to get into yeah. this again in next <laughs> episode. Let we'll continue like, this
1: discussion.
0: I am seeing a common trend in the books that you like and recommend.
1: You know, you like the books where the orphans are mistreated. I was literally thinking that while I was reading this. I was like, because I had the thought, this is kind of Dickensian. And then I was like, oh, it's just that I love orphans, <laughs> like <laughs> orphan books. It's just that
0: you love Orphan so much, like you want to pick a book that gives you the platform <laughs> to go on your soapbox. Don't be mean to Orphan. true.
1: I have to have an excuse.
0: <laughs> Which should not require a soapbox. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my God. God. Um, well, how
1: many pinkies would you give this book? I am giving this one four, but the other books in the series, I would probably give five. This one's not my favorite wow. in the series.
0: I'm giving this book 4.75, pinkies up. Oh! <laughs> I really like this. Oh, my
1: God.
0: This is great. I'm a, I'm a huge sucker for, like, a middle grade book that's a little bit darker or that plays with a little bit darker themes. Mm-hmm. Because it's a book that you can still read and enjoy as an adult yeah. as much as you would have enjoyed it as a kid. Oh, yeah. So... This was definitely that. And even aside from the candy that I hate, I think I took off that last 0.15% is because I hate the candy thing. I hate it. It didn't need to be there. No, it's funny. It didn't need to be in it. No, I'm so upset. I'm like, it
1: upsets something deep inside of me. I'm like, oh. Gosh, that's not going to happen to you. If it is not real. <laughs>
0: What if it did? It would be, like, the most upsetting thing that could your possibly hand, happen to a person. Like,
1: if your mouth, like, moves onto your hand and your eyes. I would are... need to
0: be in therapy, like, every day for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, it's so upsetting. It's pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> so sorry Obert Sky but you lost you could have been five pinkies up and you chose not
1: to be you wow. chose to
0: include I mean, the candy I thing think and so candy
1: is it was a smash hit in my fifth grade uh, reading group so well, see that's one of
0: the things that I guess makes it really fun for kids and <laughs> I guess I'm just an adult reading it going
1: absolutely like, not. that is terrifying no
0: <laughs> it's terrifying I feel like as a kid I would have also thought it was terrifying but other, I can see there are some kids that would think it's very funny so
1: not <laughs> me
0: i was not but i was not a normal kid i also didn't think that spongebob or toilet jokes were funny so Wait. it might be that side of my brain
1: i guess but those three things i would say are very different
0: you they are very different i don't know i just i have i'm assuming there's some connection because there were a lot of things as a kid that other people thought were funny that i just was upset you're just, by. Not, I just not like other girls <laughs> <laughs> not in a good way in a way where like everyone's like ash you suck like, please just get on board. Oh,
1: my God. No. <laughs> that's
0: funny. No. Um. So I think that's everything for this book. Next week, we will be reading um, the last book recommendation I'm ever going to let Kendall oh, make. Oh, come on. <laughs>
1: You have to go into it with a better attitude than that. While I was reading it, I was like, "This is good." I don't know how anyone could say this isn't good. Like I'm listening to it, I'm like, "This is so good." Okay. I
0: keep fighting myself because I really want to give it a chance. You know, like if I'm going to read it, I want to just give it a chance. I'm really trying.
1: Your opinion, and you're just going to say whatever you thought your opinion was. be no
0: I'm really really trying um it's not as bad as I expected okay so far. I'll take that but I it's not that I went into reading Charles Dickens initially wanting to dislike it like I formed I knew nothing about Charles Dickens the opinion I formed of Charles Dickens was purely my own from reading it in college and really having a hard time with it so
1: I'm still struggling with some I'm of that. Thinking- <laughs> I think okay, so you're only five hours in. I think once how old is Pip? I don't know.
0: He just got we've just said the word great expectations like eight times in oh. like one Okay pa- on one page. It's where he's be the great expectations are essentially being bestowed upon him. <laughs>
1: okay. Well, I think as he gets a little older you might enjoy it better. The plot gets a little more compact.
0: Yes. Well I am starting to enjoy it more mm-hmm. now. It just it took five hours in. So um <laughs> lots of walking on the
1: marshes
0: and yes charles dickens and i won't get into it too much now because we're going to get into it next episode next episode we're doing great expectations by charles dickens if you guys didn't pick up on that um (laughs) by me saying great expectations eight times (laughs) trust me they say it way more in the book you guys um it's not that it's not a great concept and that the characters aren't delightful It's that it takes so long to get to the part of the plot that I care about. Like, there's so much build-up. Like, I didn't need five hours of
1: build-up. Maybe, like, an hour of build-up
0: I could have gone with. Yeah,
1: and you just have to remember, I guess, that a lot of these were serialized, so that's why it gets drawn out. But I understand your point of view. I just...
0: If it was serialized, I would probably have enjoyed it much more. But trying to read it as one big freaking book with five hours of (laughs) build-up...
1: I was like yeah oh my God. I mean it, at the beginning you really aren't sure what it's going to be about because you're like okay I'm trying to put the pieces together why this person thing. matters or who this is but I will say it yeah. comes together it comes together like I, I feel like it's starting to come I together think, so I'm looking forward to the rest of the book yeah the thing is like my experience with Dickens so far is that he will throw a lot at you but then he'll make it cohesive towards the middle end and you're like oh I see why we had this I see why we had this." yeah
0: but I like immediate gratification (laughs) so I'm like I don't want to wait for it to come together (laughs) so we'll see I'm really trying not to be completely against it but it is hard because I know first of all classics in general are typically not my style Mm -hmm. and then Charles Dickens with like the long-winded like lead up is very much not my style and has never been from him or anyone else so I'm really trying I'm interested now but it did take me five hours to get remotely well, interested I appreciate in the you plot. even
1: trying so thank you uh we'll do, yeah. I, we'll get back to this next time you guys yeah don't worry don't worry I'll
0: have plenty to say it'll be a long-winded episode sure for a long-winded author you know
1: <laughs> lots of plot to cover there yeah Yep.
0: Okay. So, anyways, that's going to be next week. Thank you guys for joining us as always. And if you guys want to keep up with the club during the week, you can do that. We are on Instagram and TikTok. We are That Pretentious Book Club. If you guys want to see more stuff from us, like you want to see the video recordings of our episode, you want bonus episodes, you want exclusive merchandise, you guys can find that at Patreon. If you go to Patreon slash Story Siren Studio, that is our production company. You can also go to StorySirenStudio.com and check out a bunch of other merch that's really cool. There's like bookish stuff, pod stuff um very fun stuff you can learn about more about the pod and, and spoons and i if you want to um and you can also email contact at story dot if you want to get in touch with us or you want to make book recs for next season we are very quickly approaching season five wow that's crazy. wow season five which is kind of wild and we have some big changes coming up for season five that we'll get into more when we get closer to season five so that's exciting and then um You guys can also message us on social media, and we will do our best to get back to you as soon as we can. But we love to talk about books and writing and anything in that realm. So go ahead and reach out. Tell us what you thought about this book. If you guys agree with me on Charles Dickens, you know, I would love it if you would join my side. Let me know that you're here to support me. If you're here to support Kendall, just sit down. No one needs to hear from you. Oh, okay. It's fine.
1: (laughs) Enough of that. He doesn't need it.
0: Yeah, I don't mean it. We want to hear from all of you, even the ones who love Charles Dickens. Even if I can't understand <laughs> you, you we still on want Instagram. you here. Message me. Yeah, message spoons, like say, like ATTN for attention at Spoons Palermo, <laughs> at Dr. Spoons yeah, Palermo. Yeah, she'll see
1: it. And, uh. Yeah, she'll
0: see it. Anyways, that's all we've got for you guys this week. Until next week, keep your teacups full,
1: your pinkies high, and your book club pretentious. Goodbye. Goodbye.